Right. Absolutely. How was your day today, though? I know busy, you know what I mean? But uh, was it was it good, though? Productive, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, today was busy, productive. I actually didn't have court today, which is so rare. Wow. So um, I got to catch up on a lot of stuff, which is good. Much needed. Right, right. And, and you know, I want to thank you, too, now for um, taking time out of your busy schedule to, you know, bless us with this opportunity to, to talk with you for a little while. Sure, sure. Now, grew up in Victor, Victor, uh, what let me, see, let me get this right, Victorville, California. That's correct. Okay, oldest oldest of five in a family of law enforcement man you couldn't do nothing now huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's kind of true yeah my dad was pretty strict so let's talk about that a little bit because that's that's different you know what i'm saying and um mm-hmm. what was what was that experience like growing up in a household um full of law enforcement mm-hmm. i mean I guess since I don't have anything to compare it to, it's just, it was the norm for me. My dad didn't really take work home, um, but, you know, all of his friends were cops. And, you know, my, my grandpa, was his dad, was an undercover narc for uh, the California Department of Justice. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, an <laughs> undercover special agent. Yes. So I've just been around cops my whole life. It's like, I'm not like I said. I've nothing else to compare it to, so it's the norm for me. Right, right, man. I I, I feel sorry for your boyfriends, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really I didn't date until I left the house. Really, really didn't. Yeah. Uh, well, you know what? That, shout out to that because you definitely played it safe and saved those guys' lives. Uh, so that, <laughs> that, that, that was that was a smart move right there. Um, so I guess growing up in um, a family like that, I guess, you know, that that kind of spawns off of you kind of having a, um, a love and, and kind of like heading down that, that direction. Yeah, I was always interested in criminal law. I've always been drawn to like true crime documentaries and Dateline and 2020 always had a a big interest in it and I think that I probably would have been interested even if I didn't grow up in a family of law enforcement it's just always something that I've really enjoyed really like I mean and and that's kind of well I can't say it's a rarity because I mean we got tons of attorneys out here and I guess you guys kind of would have um, a similar story in a way. You know what I mean? Because the apple kind of yeah. don't fall too far from the tree. Sometimes the bad <laughs> apples roll off in a different direction, but nine times out of ten, you know, you're going to get something from that. Maybe not um, in the, the same path, but, you know, right. doing something along those lines. You know what I'm saying? For sure. So that 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 makes a lot of sense. Um, the thing that... Um, that's interesting about um your 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 style um it it just it seems different it seems different to me um you know you do have an aggressive style with um the way that you attack cases and the way that you you handle business um which i think is 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 super super dope then you're super swagged out with it too (laughs) um now you received your undergrad uh, undergraduate degree um, in health science with a mm-hmm. certificate in um, what was that? Um, gerontology. 
Yeah, from uh, CSU. So, um, yeah. so at that point, you was going in a different direction, huh? I was, yeah. I um, even though as a as a little kid, I always said I wanted to be an attorney. Once I kind of grew up and left the house, I was like, man, that's a lot of student debt. You know, it's a lot of debt. the The amount of school never, the amount of schooling never like made me not want to do it. It was more just the student debt. Right. So um, I, you know, I decided, you know, I'm also interested in nutrition. Maybe I'll get my degree in that. I'll be a dietitian. What ended up happening is I worked as a nutritionist for a year with a supplement manufacturer. Right. And I just found it very, like, mundane. There were really no daily challenges. There wasn't, like, an overall big goal I was working toward. And I really became bored. And I really, really yearned for, like, a bigger purpose. Ah, so dope. you know, I stuffed it up, and I and I took the LSAT, and I started applying to law schools, and I didn't get it. Right, right. So see that 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 right there, that's what really sparked my interest too. That um that you would want to to do that to start your own your own thing, and um why not why why do your own and and not um work for another law firm or whatever? Because I guess it would be. Um, a little bit easier than as opposed mm -hmm. to um, running your own law firm. So yeah, why, why for that, sure. That path? Well, I actually did work for a different law firm the first six months after I uh, was admitted to the bar. Right. So in law school, in my second year of law school, I actually got hired on with them. I explained, look, I'm looking for a job where I'm going to already have a secured position as an associate attorney with your firm, you know, once I passed the bar. Uh, so I got hired on, that was the agreement. You know, I passed the bar the first time on my first attempt. And then I worked as an attorney at that firm for six months. And we just weren't on the same page in a lot of business related things. And um, so I applied to other firms, big firms, and I had some interviews and I told myself, you know, if I don't get hired on anywhere, I'm going to take it as a sign from the universe that I am supposed to start my own law firm because it was always a goal. It was always like a dream of mine to own my own firm. But, you know, in my head, I was like, am I ready for that? I'm a brand new attorney. What if I can't make my bills? What if I, what if not enough people retain me? So there were a lot of like, you know, unknowns that were just terrifying. Right. But, you know, nobody called me back, and I was like, all right. I went to Best Buy, and I bought a, a desktop computer, and I ordered a desk, and I started out of my home. Wow. How how difficult was it, like, um, from a financial aspect to just, um, because I'm pretty sure that it's it's a lot of different things that's involved as far mm -hmm. as, you know, licensing and, and, and um, even with already having your um, your degree. Um, mm -hmm. how, how difficult was it, you know, the, the, the process? You know, you don't really need a lot of capital to start your own law firm. Of course, there are fees associated with like registering your company with the bar association. And, um, you know, there's like, there's city taxes, there's state taxes, there's federal taxes. So, um, you don't need a lot of a lot of capital to get started, 
But for sure, once you're in it, that's when it becomes difficult. Got you. Because, this is, you know, this is my first business. I've never owned a business or started a business before this. So really? it really was a learning experience. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty big, though, um, to, to step out there in those waters like that. So um, I guess as far as at, at what stage of it, of you, um, you know, starting off at your home, doing it from your home, at what stage did um, it start to blossom to the point to where you was like, you know what, I want to um, bring on a staff, um, other other attorneys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were kind of a couple, like, momentous pieces that really propelled my business to another level. One of those cases was uh, Bosco's case. I don't know if you're familiar with Bosco, yeah, but he's a kind of a prominent Inglewood figure here in LA. And um, at the time, he had a really big following. His, his profile has been deleted a few times, but at that time, he had a huge following. And I really got him like a crazy outcome on his case. And so that kind of went viral, and everybody kind of stayed up to date with that, even afterward. And kind of got a lot of people paying attention to what I do. So that was one of them. And then I would say the other big one would probably be the Terry Lathan case. Yeah. Yeah, that that, that was another big one right there, too. That was Um, a big one. Yeah. yeah. That was actually, it was actually after that that I decided to get, like, an actual office. I now have, like, a high-rise office in the middle of LA overlooking wow. all of Hollywood. <laughs> and it was, it was after that case that I, you know, got to this level where I'm at now. Man, congratulations on that right there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Vibe Show 97.9. We just in here vibing out, talking low talk. Y'all make sure y'all keep it locked with my special guest, the one and only Lauren Noriega. We be right back. Let's get into a little bit of that Tony Steele's. What they want as she proceeds to give you what you need. He steals, baby. She's here, baby. Baggage, no more running with hordes. Little thirsty niggas trying to get their name on board. Put a hurting on our journey because my vision was off. Too many hands in the pot, so I'm cutting y'all off. No talk, just fussing, so I had to walk. Indeed, had to do this one just for me. My plan, my walk, what was meant to be. T Stills is here to give you what you need. Oh, my. 
my life, I've been on a grind Making all these moves, it's about my time One enough to show, one music we back vibing out. That was that Tony Steele's What They Want. Vibing out with my special guest, the one and only Lauren Noriega. Oh, man. Now, I'm going to ask you, too, because I love that name. Is that is uh-huh. that your original name? Noriega is my first last name. Yes, that's my real name. Wow. So, now, with that being said, uh, are you... Um, is it connected to to the to Noriega uh, in any kind of way? I'm not sure. You know, I my family, my dad's side of the family is Mexican, so they're all from like Baja. Right. And I, I believe Manuel Noriega is from um, Panama. Got you. Got so you. I'm not sure, like, if you trace it that far back or that in that like if there's any relation, but not that I know of. Right. I'm sure you can find out if you needed to. <laughs> right. Um, now, another thing that I found that was real interesting, um, while you were in school, you were heavily involved in a project. Um, that, uh, project for the innocent. Yeah. I want to talk about that. And, and um, you know, it was working with cases um, of wrongful wrongful convictions, um, which I thought that that was really, really dope. Um, can we talk about what, what that project is all about? Yeah, so that project basically takes on cases um, pro bono, on a pro bono basis. The Usually the law students will be very involved in the investigation and kind of case review, you know, go through all the transcripts, figure out, you know, how do we prove that this person is innocent? Right. And then um, there are some professors who are attorneys that work in that in that clinic and then um you know we either file the habeas motion or the other route that that actually i went in my case while i was with them is we presented the case to jackie lacy's conviction review unit which is a separate unit in the da's office here in la that actually reviews cases of wrongful conviction right now um now this okay let's just say for instance like what what makes um makes someone like yourself say you know what I want to take a look at this just because somebody's saying I'm you know I'm like hey I call you I'm like hey look I'm innocent man like they they uh-huh. got me down bad um you know I'm pretty sure you hear that a lot you know what I'm saying uh-huh. how do you determine like if a case is even worth even investing time into Right. That's a good question. I can tell you that with Puppets for the Innocent, you know, they get thousands of, of letters and uh, communications each week, probably. Right. Of people saying that they're innocent. They've been in prison 20 years, 20 plus years, and they're, they're innocent. What we primarily would look for is did they exhaust their appeal? You know, do they have really a more route of relief? Um, you know, were, were there potentially um, Brady issues in, like, did the DA not give over all of the evidence they should have given over? Does it look like maybe there was police misconduct? Right. Does it look like maybe the attorney that handled the trial dropped the ball? Did they not meet the standards for competent, competent representation at trial? Right. 
Right. So that's that's some of the stuff we would look for in reviewing cases and determining whether or not we wanted to take. Right. And 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 how would you um, determine, like, um, as far as fees involved for your, um, you know, for your help, for your type of help? Um, I got I got a legitimate case here, and um, of course I'm locked up. Um, how, do, how how do you determine like you know is like what's that procedure like? Is it like okay, well look, um, I took a look at it. It's it's you definitely mm-hmm. have something here. Um, you know, do we discuss fees at that point or? So are you asking about? Are you asking about still project for the innocent? Or are you asking about like in my law firm? How do I determine what the retainer is? Um working on on the project so project for the innocent that i worked on that with loyola law school while i was in law school right i no longer you know work for them um but that was all pro bono so they are funded uh, primarily if not completely by donations oh really so like for example some of the people that um the project got exonerated you know, they go through years later and they have a civil suit and they get a huge payout. A lot of them will give a very generous donation to Project for the Innocent because that's the reason that they even were exonerated. Right. But there are also like alumni and faculty um, who who give donations. I've donated to Project for the Innocent. So it's primarily on a donation basis. So actually, if any of the listeners you know, are looking for a good organization to make a donation to at any point. Project for the Innocent at Loyola Law School is a great, great option. Right, right. Now, um, also, too, you know, how how do you, like, let's, uh, you know, a, a person who who's incarcerated for 20 years, you lose mm-hmm. 20 years of their life um, trying to fight their innocence, and um you know it's discovered that they are innocent like is there really a compensation for 20 years worth of um years lost out of your life being innocent like how do how how do you compensate like how how, what's that process i've actually asked some of the exonerees that i said you know like now knowing that you received you know an eight million dollar payout would you do that again? Would you agree to sit behind bars for that time, knowing that when you got out, that you would get out, A, and that when you got out, you would receive $8 million? None of them have ever said it's worth it. None. Right. right. I mean, I can, I can only imagine that because it's like, I mean, 20 years, you know, mm-hmm. the world has changed in so many different ways the world has changed and it's not as easy as everybody thinks it is to make that that readjustment back into the world right you know what i'm saying yeah i mean you miss birth you miss death you miss huge life events right right um you know on a on a side note um i want to ask you this too um you know i know you know with you being out there in cali um the vibe when um you know kobe Bryant and the rest of those people passed um Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that the energy there was at an all-time low and and you know i wasn't there to to feel the impact of it because i was impacted from a distance but Mm -hmm. um with you being there um 
what was the what was the impact like from your from your eyes and perspective? I think that the city, as well as outside of the city, I, I think everybody was just in shock and like disbelief. Right. Kind of the vibe that that I picked up on. Right. Just like shock. Yeah. Yeah, I, I had to ask that on on a side note, you know, with you being out there or whatever. Um, yeah. Now, um, also too, you know, with being an an attorney and dealing with so many different cases and um, stuff like that. Um, some cases, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, they'd be extreme cases. It's so many different scenarios. Um, how do you how do you mentally? Um, deal with it and balance um normal life as well because i mean you know you've got to think your mind is locked in on a case that may last for who knows six seven eight mm -hmm. you know year two years whatever you know the case mm -hmm. may, the extension of the case may be how do you how do you balance you know and 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 and, and is there a disconnect you know when you're when you're out of the office it's really been something that i have consciously work on and it's gotten a lot better since I do have like a physical office where all my files and all my work is right. it's not in my home um so that has really helped a lot but it's definitely something that I've had to work on because one of the things that I think a lot of people notice about me as an attorney that kind of sets me apart is that I do really personally care about all my cases. Right, which is a rarity. And so it's really difficult. It's difficult to just turn that off, you know? If, if there's something that happens on a Sunday and I'm not in the office, but it reminds me of a case or, you know, I'm like, oh, wait, I need to do this for this case or, oh, that's a good idea. I should talk to this person. Like, then, of course, you know, I'll, I'll either email myself or I'll write a note. Um, but I, I definitely try to separate my days off from my days. Right, right. Because, you know, I, I'm pretty sure that, and, and like you said, it's not when you have that passion for um, for your clients and, and, and the cases, um, I, you know, it's not that easy to just turn it off. Right. You know, because you always feel and I'm sure in your mind, like it's something else that you could be doing or researching or looking over yeah. again to make sure you didn't miss it. Or, you know, I, I definitely I definitely can understand that. And I wanted to ask you that because, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, you know, it's an emotional roller coaster at times. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it With, can be. It yeah. can be for sure. Um. Does it does it affect like um, relationship wise with you being in the field that you are in? Um, not sure your relationship status or marital status or whatever, but um, maybe maybe from uh, maybe seeing other other views or whatever. Um, do you think that it has the capabilities of affecting um, your, your your relationship? I think that the only way that it has or that it could would be just because of how much time I spend working. So I'm not really able to dedicate as much time to my family or the person I'm dating um, or my personal life than a lot of other people are able to or maybe even what's expected of me initially. 
Um, but, you know, like I said, that's, that's also something that I really have worked on trying to balance. Right. Is I, I now understand that, like, it actually helps me at work to foster my relationships and to take off and to have a life outside of work because it's very easy to, to get burned out. Right, right. And that was another one of my questions that I was going to ask you. Um, do you ever get burned out? with it you know I because do. there's so yeah. much research you know what i'm saying with being mm-hmm. an attorney it's, it's so much research that goes and not even it. just that it's emotionally yeah. you know like you read some of these cases and like you know there's a there's clear misconduct on behalf of the police or you know there's something clearly that isn't right and you know it's 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 just a toll on me emotionally sometimes so not even just the sheer hours of reading and writing but it's also, I care so much that it can be an, an emotional burden if you don't know how to properly release it, you don't know what to do with it. Right, right. I definitely, I definitely understand that. And, um, you know, with being a criminal attorney and, and um, you know, uh, it's, it's so much uh, corruption that goes on in the world, Um government um i mean just you know the whole nine um and with you being um in the lane that you're in as far as uh being a criminal attorney and being on the uh the right side shall we say um you know how how does it affect you um when when you see things um and you like you you know that that's not right you know what i'm saying yeah, I mean, it, it's frustrating, first of all, um, but it also, in a way, drives me. Mm. It drives me to correct it, you know, not just on a case-by-case basis, but it drives me to correct it successfully. So making sure the government is accountable, right. blowing up their spot when they are doing things that aren't right, and making sure that there are proper safeguards in place so that at least I have some type of effect on lowering the occurrence of that type of stuff. Right, right. Definitely uh, shout out to that. Um, with being on that side, um, you know, I'm pretty sure you get I'm pretty sure you get the lemon faces and, 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 and stuff like that or whatever, um, you know, from maybe the other side. Um, have you had any um, experiences as far as like, um, the, you know, people like, hey, look, you know, I can't believe that, that you know what I'm saying, you even care about this, this situation or blah, 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 you know, like, just have you ever experienced that, like from colleagues or, you know, other, other attorneys that may be on the other side or whatever? I don't think that Everybody kind of looks down upon me for being criminal defense, especially not like on the other side because they deal with opposing counsel every day and they understand that that's part of the system. Right. So I, I don't so Most of the women faces I get are not attorneys. They're no, they're nobody who <laughs> are just jealous. They're right. just jealous or they, you know, have their own internal issues and they think that because I'm not black, that I have no place doing what I'm doing. Right, 
Right. Right. That's um that's crazy because it's like um you know if 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 you look at if if you kind of look at your social your social platform, you know, you you know in, until you you have to really dive into it because you would think like you know yo you know you don't you seem like you know you 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 vibrating on a high level um you know you enjoying life um you know and then you're scrolling through and you're like wow she's beautiful you know she you know she she seems like a party girl in a way but then you go down and you're like oh damn wait a minute you know she got the business suit on it's like you're transforming and it's it's like you know what I'm saying it's <laughs> I just think that that's so dope and you seem, you know, real high spirited um personally. Thank you. Appreciate that. You know, you 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 know you do funny videos, um all type of stuff and it was interesting because somebody sent me um a video, they tagged me and uh one of your uh funny videos that 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 you did. I can't remember which one it was, but it made me, you know, I thought it was dope. I liked it and then it made me go and look at your platform and I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know, she's a criminal attorney. Wait a minute, she got her own law firm too. I'm like, wait a minute, she's representing big <laughs> cases, killing it out there. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> Thank um, you. the thing that, that I don't know if you keep your ears to the streets as far as um other things that's going on around the world or whatever, but have you heard about um the the judge? I think she was a judge the judge that um got caught up with the text message thing or whatever have you heard anything about that i'm not sure what you're referring to i think um she was a judge um might have been out out this way um but she was a judge that obviously um was married and had a relationship with um basically outside of her marriage i think they might have gotten to it or whatever and um some kind of way i don't know if the guy might have forwarded the text messages or whatever that they've been having over a thousand text messages or something like that and they had um uh racial slurs in there or whatever i guess what she was calling them the n-word because i guess that she was you know cheating on her husband with this guy and this guy was you know cheating doing something too and they got into it or whatever and um anyway it got back and now it's like this big massive blow up behind the text messages of her using the n-word in there um yeah in the text messages and stuff like that or whatever so of course you know it's a big thing and CAACP getting involved and and it's like a whole um big thing do you think that um people are they hold certain people in certain um positions um to a godly status and and not um to with them being still human beings at the same time yeah i think anybody in a special position whether it be government or even like celebrities anybody who has eyeballs on them like that i think that's kind of what they're gonna have to deal with yeah right right yeah it's um it's just it's 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 kind of crazy in a way because it's like you know these people 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 are people you know what i'm saying and people are prone to make uh mistakes at times too you know what i mean and i i just think we shouldn't get so far away from you know like in disbelief like wow i can't believe you know what i'm saying because it's like you know there's still 
is a, a human being, you know, and, right. and as human beings, I mean, we're going to make mistakes and bump our heads and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, and accountability is important being, you know, held accountable for, you know, for your actions or whatever. And like mm-hmm. you said, when you are in those type of positions or whatever, you know what I'm saying? You are held to a certain type of um, accountability. Right. Say. So um, with 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 let's just say like um, let's talk about fees. Um, and I'm asking these questions because this was a fan question. Um, they wanted to know, like, what's the process as far as like um, how do you determine um, what's a case worth? Um, with taking because I know um, with having your own law practice and everything um, I don't really know how that works as far as is it a certain bracket that certain uh, cases may fall in as far as from a financial aspect or how does attorneys determine hey look um, all right I'm charging you ten thousand dollars so I mean the way some of the factors that I take into account when determining how much uh, the quote would be, you know, the location. So what courthouse is this out of, um, the person's criminal record, you know, if there are strike priors alleged or special allegations, then that's going to be more work. Um, what does the client want? You know, does the client want you to negotiate something for them or do they want to take your trial? Um, where is the case? You know, how far, how far along is it? what motions have already been filed. So there are several different factors. Um, but really, I, I quote my cases, case-by-case case basis. Every case is different. Right, right. Okay, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that person's... Um financial status is is um looked at as well like you know i'm pretty sure like you know this guy makes yearly um you know do you, you factor all of that in too just i mean you know because you know i don't yeah i don't really take in the person's financial status into account because it makes it difficult to be even-handed when uh-huh. which is something that i want want to be even-handed when i want to Right, right. And with you too, um, you you another thing I like about you too, you 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 know, with each client, you you build a good relationship and a good rapport with them too, because you do care and you are passionate about right. uh, your clients, which I think is absolutely dope. Um right. but when it comes down to um working with these judges and stuff like that or whatever, because I've seen cases where um, you know, of course, um, you know, having having some form of relationship um or connection with the judge or whatever like how does that work like when you know does that help on a case you know uh, let's just say like of course they see you all the time coming in and out the courthouse in you know different courtrooms so of course there's a familiarity there um does that help a person's case when you can you know when you're in the chambers and and, and the conversation is going on or whatever how does that work it definitely can, but I think that it makes more of a difference if you have that type of relationship with the DA. Ah, okay. So, it, I mean, yeah, it, it just depends. Every judge and every DA is different, but I think that it could certainly have an effect. Right, right. And as far as um, public defenders, how, how effective? Because, um, you know... It, it, it kind of seems and, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in a way, it kind of seems like um, public defenders are uh, guys that's 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 on the come up. 
um, in the system and, you know, trying to earn stripes. And, um, you know, when they tell you, okay, um, can you afford an attorney? And they like, okay, well, no, no, sir, I can't afford an attorney. Okay, well, a public defender be appointed to you or whatever. Um, how effective would that be um, as opposed to having a paid attorney um, as far as helping your case out? Because, you know, is the public defender um, actually for the defendant or um, – or is it just a person that's assigned to you so you can have representation or whatever? But but in fact, um, you know, that person always gets screwed in the end when it comes down to deal as opposed to somebody who got a paid lawyer who coming in there a shark uh-huh. and just handle business. How does that balance and work? Just like just like any other profession, I mean, they're all human. So everybody's gonna bring something different and a different level. I do believe that public defenders are for their clients. They have to be. Um, and there are some public defenders that are rock stars that would blow a lot of private attorneys out of the water. So just because you are paid by the government as opposed to a private source of funding, I think that um I don't think that makes a difference. It, it really depends upon the person. You know, what kind of attorney are you? What kind of person are you? It, it varies greatly across the board. Right, right. Is there a level of um, any type of um, mental? Because let's let's you know let's talk about um, law enforcement and and and. <laughs> being an attorney and, and, you know, these type of different career paths or whatever. Um, but then you have officers who, um, who kind of maybe go into that career field. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe that's not the career for them or whatever, but, you know, technically, but they go into that field with other agendas or whatever. Do you think how, how important is the mental aspect of it? with um being cops and 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 attorneys and stuff like that or whatever um is it any type of psychological testing or anything that goes into it um why people flash out and 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 we having all of these different cases where people getting killed and different things like that like i would love to get your perspective on how you feel about um a lot of the the um shootings and different things that's going on around Mm -hmm. the world yeah, you know, I'm not a I'm not a cop, so I don't know what the standards are or testing. I would think that they would be looked at in terms of like, you know, have you ever been admitted as a crazy person? Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I'm not sure. And it's the same thing. It's you know, these are people. Right. So each each cop is going to bring a different life experience and fears and um, hang up. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's just um do do you think that it's weird that we we having more cases than than less cases of uh shootings and different things that's going on in the world? Do I think what? Do you think that it's it's kind of weird that we're having more um we're at the highest level of of um shooting cases um than before? surprised I, ju- I think that more and more people who wouldn't normally become cops are becoming cops right you know it used to be more of like a military guy or like a, something like that but we're ha- we're getting more like 
nerdy guys who right. would be more fearful, I guess. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Right, right. Yeah, I, I just wanted to get your perspective on it as far as from um, an attorney's uh, perspective on it because, you know, you do deal with, with uh, so many different people and you don't really discriminate or anything like that, which is another thing I think that's uh, absolutely dope about um, your practice and, and the way your method and the way that you um, you deal with clients and stuff. You don't discriminate or, or anything like that. Um, I think that that's great. What's the atmosphere at, at, at your law office? Like, what's different about your practice and your office? Uh, I think overall, just the way that we look at cases, not just the case number. It's, you know, this is a person and we take the time to get to know them and how they grew up and what they've been through and what, you know, who are they close with in their relationships and what are their goals and ambitions, what guides them. I think that in my law firm, it's a lot more personalized than right. a lot of other attorneys take the time to address. Right, right. Good answer. <laughs> um, another question I have um, is, how does it make you feel once you've um, gotten somebody exonerated? Uh, for instance, uh, the guy that was locked up uh, for 20 years, wrongfully mm -hmm. accused, and... Um, you know, because you go, you also go through that experience with them. And um, what does it what does it do for you when when that person is exonerated and they're out? Like, what is that feeling like? And, and like you got these you got them out. I mean, it feels great. It feels like I have purpose in the world. Wow. That's dope. Let's get some shout outs real quick to um, your, your, your law, your, your, your staff over there, all of your attorneys. Um, let's get some shouts out to your friends, family. Um, let's, let's shout them out and show them some love. All right. Well, um, Wendy Peterson, who is one of our specialists here, um, Ariana Price, our investigator, Reggie Stewart. Um, yeah, my mama. Shout out to my nana who is 94 years old and wow. still kicking wow. and sassy. Hey! Dope. <laughs> wow. And we made sure we got all your attorneys that's over there at the office. We got them in. Yeah. Huh? All right, all right. Now, uh, let's put your social platforms out there as well. I'm really only on Instagram, and so my IG handle is going to be at Nori underscore the nightmare. All right, I want to make sure that uh, that everybody everybody got that. Let's put that out there one more time for them because um, anybody that's trying to get connected need help um, in any type of way. Let's put it out there one more time for them. So it's going to be at Nori, N-O-R-I, underscore, the nightmare. And we don't handle um, business with social media, so office number is 213 Zero, zero, zero. Absolutely. Now, before we get out of here, um, I got to ask you, for anybody that um, may be low in spirit, uh, going through anything out there, any, anybody who was thinking about becoming a lawyer or in law school and just feel like giving up or whatever, or anybody out there that, that, that may be low in spirit and, and need some words of encouragement or inspiration or whatever, um, can, you, can you drop some jewels on them? 
I think that, you know, for people who have been exonerated, at least, what I've noticed is they've never lost faith. They never gave up. So even if you've exhausted your appeal or you're not going to be able to see your way out, there's always a chance. Wow. Always. Always. Absolutely. Lauren, I, I want to thank you again so much for this amazing opportunity. So much information. Thank you so much. And you got to come back on here again. You know, we got to bring you back on here. Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's the Vibe Show 97.9. And my special guest, the one and only criminal attorney, Lauren Noriega. Thank you, sweetie. Y'all already know the vibe. Y'all know what it is. Shout out to everybody who jumped on the live, man. My live went offline um, the first time or whatever. So I want to um, I want to shout out to everybody who jumped on the live and showed my special guest so much love. Y'all already know I'm about to shout y'all out, man. Hold up. All right. Let me see who we got on here. I'm stressing over everything. Those words when you're not by my side. I can't take all these stupid loves. All right. Shout out to Real Versus. What up, son? Shout out to you. I appreciate that love. Shout out to Jimmy Bands. Appreciate that love, bro, bro. Shout out to my guy, RK5 Official. Shout out to you. I appreciate that love. Shout out to Samir underscore God Havaya. Shout out to you. I appreciate that love. Shout out to Runner underscore Way 1017 Rainer. What it do, Queen? Shout out to Always 4040. Appreciate that love. And shout out to the real Daya Coca. Daya, what's up, Queen? That's my sis right there. Shout out to everybody. Man, listen. Don't ever let nobody tell you what you can't do. You got your dreams, you got your goals, you got your blueprints. Put them in motion. Stop wasting time. Push, grind hard every day. Make something happen. Y'all already know what it is. The Vibe Show 97.9. I'm your dog, Kano the Don, the Vibe King. We always vibing on the highest level. Love y'all. Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all evening. Come on. Saw your potential and thought I could fix you, babe. I like having you around. I don't really think I know you anymore. Your feelings keep on walking out the door.